Hello, I'm Helen and this is Our House, a podcast by social landlord East End Homes, where residents, staff and partners come together to chat about all things community, the power of social housing and what it means to be an East Ender. Expect warm, insightful conversation from brilliant people and we hope a few East London laughs along the way. All our interviews have taken place remotely through the power of Zoom, so there may be a few little interruptions, but rest assured everything has taken place very safely. Today we're talking to Paul Wilson and Danny Jack. Paul is East End Homes Community Engagement Manager and Danny is a chef. They've been working together for a few years now on a wide range of volunteering projects here in East London. In this episode, we're talking about Food for Allgate, a new initiative they've created. Food for Allgate is bringing people together with fresh, healthy food and kindness. We get the job done. It's about getting people together. It's not about making it some fancy gourmet meal. I think that meals are more than more than dinner, just to fill your belly. Welcome to our house and a special welcome to Paul Wilson and Danny Jack. Thank you very much to both of you for coming along on this wet evening. Obviously, we're doing the conversation via Zoom, so it's not too horrible, but thank you for taking your time out. And I I wanted to start by talking to you both about Food for Allgate, which I know is an initiative you're both working on at the moment. How is that going, firstly, and how did it come about? It's going very Busily, because our attendee numbers have, uh, have doubled since we started back in December. We set out to serve maybe 30 families living nearby Commercial Street in the East End of London, and we're now seeing double that since January. Hi, Helen. Hi, um, Danny. Thanks for welcoming us to the podcast. So me and Paul in touch and collaborated on setting up the kitchen of Commercial Street to coincide with the food bank that's running. And I brought over lots of equipment from my kitchen in Brixton to set up a temporary kitchen space in the old restaurants where the old restaurant kitchen was located. And who are the partners? Because I know, obviously, Danny, you're doing a lot of the food, but Paul, you've got a group of volunteers making food bags up for people. But you've got some other partners involved with you as well on the project. Well, Fair Share, the food redistribution charity, provide us with uh, the bulk of our food. Um, that's supplemented by foods at East End Homes, who I work for, provide. More recently, local people are donating as well, which is really, really kind. I don't know, I wanted to um, treat our beneficiaries with some chef-cooked food. Most people enjoy nice things. So you've got yeah. Danny bringing in your skills to create some fresh, sourced food for local people. Yeah. Absolutely. It completely made sense to put it together. The blueprint was already there, having previously worked on events with Paul and East End Homes. They're using volunteers to produce meals. It's organising a distribution um, of the meals and obviously a new space to operate from. And given this space on Commercial Street, it seems crazy not to all our resources and make it happen at the same time it keeps me buying from my suppliers so supports them and yeah like Paul said it really adds um, a personal touch to the to the food bank and I know that you've just launched a crowdfunding initiative to fund is it five meals for 500 OAPs vulnerable OAPs in your area with the help of people that are donating 
And if we reach our target, essentially we'll release two and a half K of match funding from the Mayor of London scheme. Um, and we're going to use that to produce as many meals as we can. Check out the crowdfunder on the Mayor of London's website and um, donate so we can carry on producing more meals. There's some excellent rewards to be had. It's not just about helping us. It's also an opportunity for cooked meal brought to your home. So it's it's restaurant quality brought to your home in a a very attractive cardboard box. All really carefully selected food so you can dine out at home. You can treat someone to a restaurant quality meal at home as a reward while helping us. You can check out the offering on my website, which is www.chefdannyjack.com. Paul, you've worked in social housing pretty much all your life, is that fair to say? Was my earliest memory of the council work was the guys that used to come round with their hedge trimmers to cut the privet down once a year. I grew up in an area that had been extensively planted with cricket hedges across the everyone's front gardens. Maybe that inspired me. <laughs> but certainly growing up, I took for granted having a roof over my head. And when you speak to families that might be renting privately and, and, and moving once a year, I can't imagine growing up and, and moving that regularly, you know. And Danny, what about you? What's inspired you to volunteer for East End Homes? Because you've given a real commitment out of your time. Yeah, so... For me, my background's working in restaurants, essentially. I moved to London just before the Olympics, so coming in on 10 years almost. Um, yeah, I moved to London in 2011, and yeah, I worked in restaurants for three or four years before branching out on my own, and, you know, establishing myself as an event caterer. And it was just about adding another string to my bow, really. It's not something I'd ever really had experience with. I'm not from London originally and I wanted to, it was a way to integrate more with the side of London and London through my work. And what are your hopes for 2022? Because 2021, we're taking it day by day, but if we've got the green light and everything's safe, what would you guys like to do community-wise, community events, programme-wise? I think just getting back to, to what we were doing, really. The garden parties in the summer, definitely. The Christmas roast, definitely. I think we've got a really solid foundation. The demand's definitely there. I'd like to move on from, from a food bank model to um, more of a social supermarket model, whereby people pay for their food, but uh, you know, at a substantially discounted rate, great dignity of doing their own shopping. It'd be great to see... Um, People could be members and they just go along and do their shopping and be part of that. I mean, I studied history at university, not, not, not housing. During World War II, the, the, the state realised that we needed to keep workers fed. Um, so it, it set up a, what they then called British restaurants, serving subsidised food, basically because they knew that if you was hungry and underfed and malnourished, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be out of work. So that, using that historical example... It would be kind of cool to have a restaurant that you could go to even if you were skin. The pandemic has further highlighted some of the inequalities. There's going to be, you know, even more innovation and the resources put towards this sector. It might be a way to to use empty retail restaurant units. You know, who knows whether the high street and high in the future might maybe a sort of charitable social purpose in, in, in those units might be possible. 
that would be a that would be a welcome sight on any high street, I'm sure. Definitely. It's also mm. not uncommon in Europe to have really reasonably priced cafes for where labourers and all sorts of people go and you get a decent meal and you're not paying mm. a fortune for it. It's very simple, but that's what you're paying mm. for. So maybe Paul, you're onto something there. The seed's been planted. You guys have actually worked with each other for quite a few years. How were you introduced initially and what East End Homes projects brought you together? I think Danny was a pal of another chef that did a Christmas lunch with us. My grandparents uh, prided themselves on food and sharing and I kind of wanted to run with a bit of that vibe through my work as well. Also, great example up the road of Mike Tyrrell, former chief executive and his community housing. He used to throw parties as well, and I used to see the joy of people at those. So, so I was really, really keen to do something similar. It gives a great opportunity for people to make new friends, come together over something that's common to all of us, and that, that's food and sharing. So we started off with Christmas meals and then cake bakes and the like. Fortunately, through working with Danny, we, we was able to sort of upscale those in, a, as he called them earlier, a series of summer garden parties. So if you're a resident, what could you expect from one of these garden parties? What type of food would you be treated to? Well, there would always be a barbecue featured. So we do sort of marinated barbecued meats, lots of salads. We pull out all the stops. I know you really wanted the volunteers to not only enjoy the day, but get something out of it so they'd want to come back again and support you. So as volunteers, what did they expect? What was their experience? We would split the day, wouldn't we, Paul? We would do half the volunteers in the kitchen working with me and half would go on the gardening team. And it was just it was magic. You got all the characters that wanted to be in the kitchen, all the characters that wanted to be in the garden team. It just kind of happened. <laughs> Missed them. Yeah, I was going to talk about your Christmas IEP event, which I know you both work jointly on. In Town yeah. Hamlets, if you're over a certain age, I'd say 59... Pretty much everyone knows about your OAP event. The doors open at 12. People start queuing at 11.15, if my memory serves me well. The word joyous is such mm. a great word to describe it, Paul, because from the minute you enter, whatever your role, whether you're a member of staff who's catching up with residents or you're a volunteer, there's just such a great atmosphere. The food looks fabulous. And everyone is having a really, really good time and letting their hair down, literally, in the best possible way. Have you developed that event? Has it built and built naturally? The Christmas lunches have just got bigger and bigger. One lady came in one year and said, oh, I've brought some friends. There's like eight of us. Is that okay? <laughs> and it's a great pride for me to have non-East End Homes residents coming to that as well. It's definitely a very inclusive event with everybody from across Tower Hamlets coming all over to it. And uh, I, I always love the quiz. I find that people get very much involved in that and yeah. the cocktails. What time do you start prepping then, Danny? Because it's like 100 plus, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's amazing. But yeah, we do everything on the day. Normally, if I had a, an event that large, I would be preparing it with the two or three chefs a couple of days before, get all the ingredients in. But because we use the volunteers from Barclays, I have like 20 plus chefs in my team. It's like a well, on the production line, I've got like six people peeling spuds, people chopping carrots and parsnips, got the turkey going through the oven as soon as possible. From the raw ingredients to serving 120 plus Christmas dinners at one o'clock, 
from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. Yeah, we get the job done. It's about getting people together. It's not about making it some fancy gourmet meal. It's been a real eye-opener working with Danny over the years on community feasts and the like because, you know, there's just no manana possible when you're a chef. I'm always awed by the responsibility of it because if you muck it up, it's, you know, it's a disaster. Yeah, you're always up against the clock in the kitchen. And you bought a lot of your equipment over from Brixton, haven't you, to make the kitchen possible and yeah. work so obviously yeah you've got to have the right equipment and having commercial ovens and pots and pans and making sure you've got the right equipment for the job essentially so at the moment we've been doing between sort of 50 and 100 meals each friday see if we can increase that in the yeah. weeks to come and what kind of meals are you doing i know you said they're real hearty classics that people like yeah we've been keeping it quite simple so we've been doing um Cottage pie, uh, chicken pie, some East End classics. And we're going to look to doing more vegetarian, plant-based, to have as broad an appeal as we can. And always open to suggestions, always looking to accommodate. I spoke to one of our volunteers today and she said that when she popped around with one of Danny's meals, to someone she said like she hadn't spoke to anyone at all so that volunteer went around with that meal danny makes everything from scratch i always call him hashtag made from scratch um, <laughs> but it could just as readily be hashtag made with love because um you know there's an element of kindness i think that meals are more than more than dinner just to fill your belly so there's a bit of conversation and safe social distancing chat as well with people that are living on their own and Missing that interaction of community centres, tea and coffee mornings. When you're wearing your face mask, there's less chit-chat, I think. So prior to Food for All Gay, I know, Danny, you were hit quite hard, weren't you, in 2020? Because you're a chef, you work in hospitality. Do you mind talking about that? How was that for you? I mean, a month into 2021, it feels strange to reflect on last year. And it's obviously an unprecedented year for everyone. But I think hospitality was hit really hard and still is. And restaurants obviously can't open at the moment. And I was quite fortunate in some respects that I'm an events caterer, a restaurant and lots of staff employed to worry about as well. But I did lose all my events work. My 2020 calendar from March onwards was more or less fully booked. I was going to be doing weddings, hopefully going to be doing another summer series of East End Homes garden parties it's going to be a really busy year and all that was just wiped clean doing as I was told for the first lockdown and just isolating staying at home you know thinking what I could do how I could try and maneuver myself and my career came up with the idea of doing the ready meals the Danny Jack dine-in and I launched a website and started producing ready meals to sell online and then that coincided with approaching Paul towards the end of last year and coming up with this community kitchen, Food for Allgate. In a nutshell, a bit of a crazy year. Thinking about my situation now, managed to launch a website and I'm just trying to promote that more at the moment. And I'm in the kitchen, I'm working, it's not what it used to be um, and it's all a bit strange, but making the most of it. Doing great initiatives like food for all gate like Paul was saying that's looking out for people that are vulnerable and isolated and 
giving them some really lovely, good, healthy food to keep them well. What's a posh foam, Danny? If you're, if you're going um, and... well, what's what's in season? I think pumpkins still in season. Do a nice pumpkin puree, pumpkin foam. I mean, pick your root veg. We're still in the depths of winter at the moment. Well, I, I made some soup at home the other day, but you kindly said it looked like porridge when I sent you a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, you WhatsApp me a picture. <laughs> I think the spoon was standing straight up in it, wasn't it? <laughs> Are you saying that you wouldn't have allowed that dish to go out, that soup to go out, Zelly? I'm not sure it would have passed. Not with a spoon, anyway. You'd need a knife and fork to, um, <laughs> to eat it, sadly. So that's why I don't go near the kitchen. I, I specialise in beans and fundraising. I've just excitedly been brought some ice cream made by my children, where I've been telling them that I'm hanging out with a chef and started cooking at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've ever eaten your ice cream, possibly. Let us know the verdict. Oh, it's very nice. <laughs> oh, it's, it's quite an ambitious um, dessert to make. Um, that's a uh, medium skill level, I would say. I think you've got a potential volunteer for your projects next year. Oh, excellent. Sign him up. <laughs> Paul, which song would you choose that sums up East End Homes and Community? The Impossible Dream. It's sung by a Whitechapel boy, uh, Matt Monroe. I've kept it to our hamlets as best I can. And it's a song called The Impossible Dream. Very fine song. All about keep buggering on, basically, as best you can. Put it on when I'm uh, putting my dinner together. We were listening to the Beatles last week at the uh, food bank. That was good. Okay. Enjoyed that. Which Beatles track was it? Yellow <laughs> Submarine, just because it makes me laugh. <laughs> we all need to laugh. Yeah, that's a, I love that song, Yellow Submarine. It's a good one. I'm just going to end with one question for you both and it'll be interesting to get both perspectives. What three words would you use to sum up East End Homes? I would say K-B-O. That's courtesy of Winston Churchill. And he used to say that often during our fight against Nazi tyranny. What are the three words? K-B-O. Uh, keep buggering on. <laughs> <laughs> Darkest moments when um, HMS Repulse and HMS Prince of Wales got sunk. He, he said it to his private secretary at, at the end after the shock had settled. I have to say, I've not seen that one on a, on a coffee mug yet. <laughs> but, uh, I'll look out for it. It's just that idea that you, you've just got to crack on, haven't you? Even if you get a setback, you know, if something doesn't quite go wrong, you've just, just got to stick with it and carry on. Well, um, I'll bring it back to the 21st century of the uh, <laughs> housing community and food. Oh. That's, uh, that's what it sums up for me. <laughs> oh, I think I think both are really nice summaries and we've got a little bit of history. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see it adopted formally as a scrap line on our website. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what, Danny's or yours? <laughs> both. As a couplet. Danny and Paul, thank you so much. Fantastic to find out about Food for All Gay and your aims there, your views on community, and I really like the historical references we picked up along the way. If you'd like to donate to the Food for All Gay crowdfund, there's still time to do so, and it's so easy to do. All you need to do is visit www.crowdfunder.com 
www.co.uk slash allgate to make a donation. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did and we look forward to you tuning in next time. See ya!